finally going to be guests. Right. I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm all the only thing I'm thinking about is just don't cuss. Oh yeah. They don't be cussing. And we be I mean, cussing. We could we could do no cuss shows. It's just funner <laughs> to do cussing ass shows. Oh no, it's gonna be hard for me. I am a sailor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if I can do this whole episode without cussing. You wanna try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh shh. <laughs> You see? <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to try to do this whole episode without cursing. Oh, we're going to try to do this whole episode. No profanities. Does the N-word count as profanity? Nah, we're going to say no. Nah. For the sake of being black, we're going to say no. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. My blackness would not allow <laughs> me to do that. Um, Yeah. It's just like the, the dark side of episode. Like, <laughs> I cut out. Like, we were pretty good, but I cut out, like, when we first started, uh, when Devin started going on his thing, you were like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I just, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. I'm going to cut that out anyway. Man, this is going to be hard. It is. Let's see what we can do. Let's actually figure out what the we going to talk about. What the gosh darn it are we going to talk? <laughs> Where the, what in the world? Kim, <laughs> inspiration after darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can talk about it's our anniversary, right? <laughs> and all the real world, real world ramifications. <laughs> Man, we gonna get in our wordy bag today because we can't substitute curse words. You like, well, actually the. <laughs> It's so esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> now hold up, Sister Kim. Spell it. <laughs> esoteric. Do what now? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've heard of esoteric. Some words I've like heard, and I know how to use them. I have no idea how to spell them. Yeah. And there's some words I know how to spell. I mean, know how to pronounce, and I don't know how to pronounce them. Getting away from like typing on a computer and writing has really messed me up as far as uh, spelling certain words that I used to know how to spell, like bigger words. Like I'd be looking at words now, like I don't look right. Is that it? Like I um, second guessing. This morning, somebody was talking about we as black people don't like big wings, big chicken <laughs> wings, <laughs> and I was like, me eating these pterodactyl wings. <laughs> I thought I knew how to spell pterodactyl. I knew the P was in there. Right. But I was like. The P is first. I was like, that's, that don't look right. So I had to look it up. Eating them pterodactyl wings. Um, Some things people be saying that all black people are decided on. Like, mm, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say I ain't with that steroid chicken and stuff like that. But that's not like one of those decisive I got some defogger, and I didn't even put it on. I don't think I've ever heard anybody disagree with with the pterodactyl wings. Like, <laughs> like whoa, you just going to bring them big wings out here? Not for me. I don't know. I feel like those are the more, like, 
I love big wings. Down home, like, you know what I'm saying? When you really thinking about wings and a piece of light bread and, you know, yeah. like fries. If I went into, like, a supposed chicken place and they had them little uh, quail-like wings, <laughs> I don't want that, bro. I the don't, little drumettes. Yeah, I don't want, uh, that don't make, that don't make me feel comfortable. Yeah. Give me, give me the wings, baby. I know. I want the biggest chicken out there. <laughs> I want the big piece of chicken. Give me the flap flaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when, when has that ever been a problem? I know. And it was like, people were acting this like that was a decisive thing. Like, y'all this too is, busy eating these gentrified wings. I know. Oh, so y'all like these little bitty wings. Uh-uh. Give me, what is it called? Uh, they grade different wings. So, like, I can't remember the name, but it's pretty much the church's wings. How you know the church's wings got that extra piece mm-hmm. that it it ain't all the way right. Those are the uh, I think like C list wings, pretty much because <laughs> those are the ones that are not uh, not C list wings. <laughs> C list wings. Those are the ones that aren't uh, aesthetically good looking. I guess this is a weird conversation. <laughs> we stop cursing and we be talking about some weird stuff. <laughs> like, yo, we, we be- always have weird tangents about food, though, in general. Yeah, and then we just be cursing nonstop throughout it. Now we just have to be <clears> careful <throat> with our words to be like, well, what is the C class level of wing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's why church's wings be so cheap. I mean, church's chicken is just cheap. Oh, I don't like church. Oh, neither. Not for real. I ain't. Been, I honestly ain't been to a church in forever. The one that they keep opening here keeps shutting down because they don't ever have their stuff together. Like what? Like they be running. Out, they were running out of food and stuff. Oh, sounds like poor management. Yeah, but they had shut it down <clears> for like <throat> three years and then opened another and one. Tried to bring it back. Boy, we even forgot about churches. I miss the churches that was over by A and M. That used to be my jam. Oh wow, yeah, I forgot about that one. That used to I used to leave campus and go post up there, watch like Judge Mathis in the lobby. Was that before or after they put that little mini mart over there? Chill Mart. Yeah, it, it was around the same time. That was Hershey's store. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I thought about him the other day. It's like, man, Hershey's dead. That's wild. But uh yeah, cuz I I went by A&M today and it was fitting because it was the first official uh every Sunday Wednesday. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So every sunny Wednesday in the spring, everybody gathers on the quad mm. and just hangs out and maybe having DJs and stuff. That's cool. And I saw all the little babies out there walking and I knew it was midterms and stuff. It's like, "Oh, the babies." <laughs> They're carrying on the traditions that we started. Oh. I used to straight skip class and just be hanging just be out. Chilling out outside. Right. Man, yeah. Sometimes I miss college, sometimes I don't. Springtime in college. And that's also when everybody was smashing. Yeah. We're not gonna say what we <laughs> usually would say. <laughs> that's I mean when, that's when the folks were out here touching. Niggas was out here anyway, but spring, yeah. Spring. HBCUs, a lot of places you don't get visitation to the spring too, so that's when everybody is on and popping. Mm, wow, see, I guess I've just been around too much white privilege because 
The y'all, Watts. I, 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 the Watts was ripping and running wherever in the hell. You, you messed up. Okay. Wait, no. Does hell count as a curse word? It's the real question. Are we going Baptist rules to where any curse word, I mean, any word in the Bible is not a curse word? Therefore, the word ass, damn, or hell. This might actually be a, a really good episode. I don't know. <laughs> it's all about context. True. Um, but yeah, you were over in Sodom and Gomorrah on the plains, <laughs> and then y'all just out here shacking up. Not me. <laughs> Them. Everybody else. You were lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. As for me and my household. <laughs> Straight up. Mm-mm. Nope. Y'all want to do what with the angels? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Not what did you say, nigga? <laughs> Not me. Um, I mean, I was just a grab. I was just out here getting high. <laughs> that was me. Facts. Same. It, it was like, yo, y'all out here trying to get with women. I'm out here trying to get with Mary Jane. Y'all out here getting pregnant. <laughs> right. Oh, so many girls I knew <clears throat> had that look in their eyes at the end of the spring, knowing they weren't coming back because they had one on the way. Lord have mercy. Yikes. One of the homies, her name, I used to call her Wendy because she was from uh, Chicago. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, that what was, was her real name? What was her name? I follow her on Facebook. We still casual. What was her name? Baby girl, what's your name? I can't remember. But that's when Kanye uh, came out with graduation. And so. He had a homecoming. I met this girl when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. My name is Wendy Ann. I like to blow trees in. <laughs> From that point, I never showed. I can remember that whole line, but I can't remember this girl's name. I feel like your whole life is a music video. It pretty much is. It can be <clears throat> a prisoner of the moment at times. Like I'll be having a random conversation. And I hear a song be like, yeah, more so I just feel like, I don't know, the things, how you connect things always have like a music yeah, background. To Especially it. then, because that's when I like, I lived with my, with my iPod mm-hmm. in my... We all did. <laughs> but like, I had the big one. Everybody else had the smaller one. So I, like, ones. so I literally was like living in... A different world. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound messed up. But before some of the people knew my name in my dorm, they would say they would call me Radio, because <laughs> <laughs> I had big, I had the big headphones before, before they were, yeah. Yeah, so everybody's like, "Yo, what? Who is this kid with these big noise canceling headphones?" And I'd just be like chilling out by the calf by myself, <laughs> just people watching, like a weirdo in hindsight. Man, Radio. that sounds weird. I told you I have tons of nicknames that I would never tell people. Man, I wish I had cool nicknames. Radio can go two ways, though. <laughs> you could be radio or you could be... I mean, but radio is very specific to you, too, though. Yeah. If you know my personality, it matches. It yeah, doesn't sound... Hit, yeah. <clears throat> That's probably one of my cooler names. <laughs> I started thinking all the bad ones. I can't think. Uh-uh. <laughs> We're not going down there. No, 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 no. 
So what were you like freshman year? Like, oh, I was very green freshman year of college. Oh. Yeah. Uh still a virgin out here. Me too. Gang gang. Um amongst everybody else who was trying not to be virgins anymore. <laughs> I was definitely the only one amongst my peoples. I also was still with my high school boo. So, you know what I'm saying? It was a long distance situation. So, I mean, it wasn't like I had a thousand opportunities to even just be like having sex anyway. Um, But I was very green. I was very nervous about like just being a good student. I was just so... Oh, <laughs> I'm not cringing at that, but I have be I have been ten different people since that girl at we nineteen. All, we all have. Um, you know, very green, still a virgin, very just nervous about her future. I was getting like I wasn't making the grades that I was making in high school. Like I was making more C's on things, and I was like, I remember, <laughs> I remember. When my boyfriend was in town, which I don't know why I'm saying my boyfriend, like you don't know who that nigga is, but they don't know who that nigga is. So I'm just keep it at that. Um, He was in town one weekend and I just remember we were in the bed and I was just crying because I had gotten a C for like one of my final grades on in one of these classes. And I was just like, you know, what if I'm not good at college? And like, I was such a baby. Like, I was literally such a baby about it. Um, I had a board of trustees scholarship at that point, and I lost it because of that seat, because you were supposed to keep a 3.0 GPA. I lost my scholarship fresh for you, too. And that was like, that was crushing me. I was like, and it was just downhill from there. These were acceptable. These were acceptable after that. Right. Um, and then I started partying way more. It's like a villain origin story. Man, I got that. I got that first semester in, and after that, it was like, oh, okay, I'm growing oh, out I'm, here. I'm in college, college, like, right? Like here I am. I am woman. <laughs> Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, though? Other than being a uh, radio, I uh, this I made the stupid decision senior year. But you know what? I'm just going to a place where I don't know nobody. That way it forced me to make friends. Why would I think that was a good idea? But so my first roommate, he was cool. Everything. Uh, uh, my second roommate was not. I talked about that on another episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then I just started hanging out with everybody in my hall. And I eventually got accepted. And then I start becoming cool ish <laughs> the cool kid I wasn't the cool kid I was cool like I was myself or whatever but then I started smoking a lot of weed a whole lot of weed to where it was just like okay my last classes ends at 3 who am I buying weed from at 3.30 mm, one of those yeah, we had a professional smoke team. I, I never, <laughs> I never run out of uh, weed, nigga. I yeah, I was all right. Let me think. What movies was my freshman year at Graham? At first, you know, it started out good. It was a little almost stumped the yardish, mm. and then it was like 
higher learning. <laughs> and then it was just how high. <laughs> that's a great progression. That is a, that is, I want to, that's kind of how mine was too. Like, how high was definitely the ending of my college career. Uh, ending of mine was a mixture of old school, 40 year old virgin, knocked up, and how high. <laughs> Honestly, just thinking about like my entire progression of college, I got further and further away from school the deeper I got into my tenure like that last semester that last year i was working more than i was going to school i was working and partying mostly i um sprinkle of class i'm not meaning this as like to be pretentious it's gonna come off as pretentious i didn't study because like in my major i knew history stuff so i just spent all my time partying so yeah it got wild. I was thinking about some stuff that happened early in my college days today in the shower. And I was just like, oh, man, I can't believe I actually did that stuff. <laughs> it's like, I got to forgive myself. got to process it and go about my life and make amends for some of the things that I've done. Yeah, this is true. Healing. Um, I, uh, I didn't really have to study study because I was an art major. So past like my prerequisites, there wasn't a whole lot of book studying and you know what I'm saying? Like note taking and just regurgitating information. It was the creative process. It was more so just like researching for the creative process and learning about different artists and stuff like that. But it was never my, my entire college career was not just go to the library, get in a book, get on a computer, write papers. No, I only did that for like the first two years. Now I will say once I transferred to A&M, my life became like three different lives and they never crossed over. So like I had at school, I was known as just this book nerdy, dude that knew the answers in history class Mm. outside of school i was partying with white kids getting all types of messed up and then also i would do like i would work on like the the political organizations on campus so then i had that too and it it never crossed over so a&m people didn't know how crazy i was until I started working with the football team, and then Chance is crazy, but they started getting to know Chance. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this Chance is homeboy? Oh, he wild, too. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Were you? But I'm glad some of the experiences I went through. Uh, glad I got to do it in a safe environment. And I think I'm a better person for it. Now, I do not like some of the things that happen as far as my attitude towards like women and stuff. Mm. What do you mean? Like just uh, almost just objectifying women. Not even like in a heinous way. It's just the subtle like ways that we're the cultural condi- ways we're conditioned to disrespect women. That's some of the stuff that I like, hmm, wish I hadn't have done. Mm. But you live and you learn. 
anybody that I may have hurt, I'm sorry. Not intentional, of course. I was just, I thought that's, I was, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> no, no, it's not your fault. I mean, that was the culture. Yeah. That that you were growing up in. You didn't necessarily know that it was. I didn't understand. Good or bad. You just thought that that was probably a part of what it meant to be a man or be, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I remember. Like, college student. Like, we're, it's so many messed up things that you're taught as a young man. Like, even from, like, sports and other things mm-hmm. that you're, like, like, all oh, my friends are doing this stupid stuff. Now, you do have boundaries within it where you knew certain things definitely you don't do. But as far as just being like, yeah, why can't I call these women B-words? Or stuff like that. Yeah. Or just, you know, slut-shaming, things like that. Yeah. Things that are part of rape culture that aren't. The, I can't remember the pyramid. Is it the top of the pyramid where it's the heinous acts of violence? Mm, I'm not sure how the pyramid works. Like, there's an actual pyramid of like how rape culture exists, right? And I can't remember if it's the top of the pyramid where it's heinous or the base of the pyramid. Mm. I think the base of the pyramid is like things like slut shaming or uh, purity things like that. Man, we get in our bag, ain't we? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's things like that that I've learned, and a lot of that has been helped by social media and learning from people who actually know things. Also, things in college, like learning from uh, women professors about feminist critique mm. and womanist critiques from black women about the world and experience that they have to go through and listening specifically to black women learn to listen and you know i graduated from twitter university (laughs) i was a part of the toxic twitter days that as we advanced we were like you know what some of these things are wrong admitting when you're wrong is very hard so that's real growth when you can be like, you know what? I was definitely wrong. Yeah. And it, not to like make myself like, it's just, it, it's embarrassing just knowing some of the thoughts that I had. Yeah. And just knowing that it was just like, what the, like, but it was unchecked. Mm-hmm. I had all these people tell me that this is how things are, mm-hmm. and I wasn't listening to women really because you know they're sluts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. I think back sometimes too, and I have to stop myself because sometimes you can really go down a rabbit hole of just thinking about all of the crazy, yeah, things that you said and the things that you you know used to think and do and. It's it's wild growing up. Yeah. It's really wild. And then plus, like, I'd be reading, like, I should stop doing this. I'd be reading threads of, like, where women talk about their experiences. I, I shouldn't stop reading threads of their experiences, but the traumatic threads, I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Like, I saw some, like, you think it's funny catcalling girls in the mall. Mm-hmm. But hey, shorty, well, F you then. All that type of toxic things that you do on campus with your your boys. 
Yeah, it's just yikes. Yeah, and to think about, I know, not even just the women I know, just the the people that may have been hurt or traumatized by that is it's more so the things that bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you stand up? Because you didn't know any better. That's just that. But sometimes I I feel like I should have known better. You oh you may have known better, but you probably didn't think that what you were doing was that impactful, right? Negatively, it's, it's just like we talked about before, where a lot of men feel like if I ain't hitting a woman or I ain't touching on a woman or abusing a woman, I ain't. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a bad man. I'm a good man. Mm-hmm. But a good man stands up for what's right, no matter the circumstances. Not to say you're always going to do that because we're all human. We all fall short. Right. But that's the part of becoming a man that you have to learn from bad experiences and then try to make amends mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Because heaven forbid, it shouldn't take you getting a daughter to realize that. <laughs> or it shouldn't take you just realizing some of the stuff that happened, like with my sister. Like stuff I saw as a kid that as I got older, I'm like, yeah, that was kind of messed up. Like older men trying to holler at my sister when she was a baby. Yeah. And then you started thinking about. <clears throat> she was like 13, 14 like her years thought old. Pre- her thought process while all that is happening and just like how that may have made her feel. Yeah. And you know, it's like, that's got to be lonely. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't feel that level of loneliness as a young black man. It was racist things that I felt loneliness, but I didn't feel like the world was, <laughs> everybody was against me. Yeah. That was a long tangent. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. We just cut out cursing and then we just, we get like super in our <laughs> stuff. Like, oh yeah. So this is insightful. No, it was good. That's very good. We're, I mean, we just turned into a general conversation about growth. What are some of, the ways you feel like you've grown the most it could be recently or just in general um i'm still in a process of accepting myself but i feel like even though i'm in a process that is one area of my life that i've grown the most in because like i feel like not necessarily that i disliked myself but I definitely had moments where I wanted to be other people or wanted to be like other people. And I feel like now that I'm an adult, like I'm realizing that it's okay to just be like myself, like just let myself happen and not, not hold back, not, you know, force anybody else's mannerisms, just, do what I want to do. So, um, yeah, that's probably where I've grown the most. I still have a lot of growing to do because yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard being yourself, honestly, like it I really don't care is. whether you have spotlight on you or not. And now we kind of got a little bit of spotlight on us. <laughs> I like when we talk her. Uh, our, our, our S word. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we got a little shine on us, and so it's even harder. But 
I feel like ever since I've been just leaning into myself more, I've been getting more positive than negative. Yeah. Reactions and feedbacks and just, I guess, like appreciation. I, um, as I lean into myself, I've become, um, like I said, the adult version of me that I felt like adolescence and I can't remember if I was talking to you or my mom. I hope that doesn't sound weird. (laughs) But I was talking about like, uh, it's weird. Some things I felt like as a kid, because like bullying or other things changed the trajectory of my life. And I was chasing being somebody who I thought I wanted to be. Mm. So I was trying to be like the cool guy. I'm not cool. I mean, I it's cool things about me, mm-hmm. but I'm not the cool, suave, like, I'm just a nerdy dude that likes some cool things. And that's fine. And it's okay. People like that. Mm-hmm. People, and I, it took me a long time to realize people liked me for me. People I didn't like, have to do any of these stupid things for people to like me. My bad. I didn't mean to. No, you're good. I'm sorry. Um, no, people just like, or not even necessarily like, but I just feel like people um, can recognize and gravitate towards just confidence more than anything. True. And, and confidence doesn't have to be like loud or, you know what I'm saying, over the top. Right. But as long as you look like you're comfortable, it makes everybody else comfortable. Yeah. Um. Everybody else who is secure in themselves. Now, the people who it upsets, obviously they got some inner issues, but yeah. And it's also easier as you get older to see that. Mm -hmm. And specifically, you know, be like, you're just insecure with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when my mom would tell me that when I was a kid, like, they're insecure. Like no, they're not, Mom. They have girls. All these friends. Yeah, they, they have all, all these friends. Yeah, I know. They have the coolest shoes. Popular. They're popular. They don't have to try to be cool. And it's like no, she was right. It just takes you getting adult brained for you to be able to be like, okay, that makes sense. I can see your insecurity. Yeah, that's what. Um, I think that's what has. Look at God. Yeah, I knew all that, but it's just it's just crazy seeing correlations though with you can see it because you've gone through it though. Right. And that's the part of growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that can be triggering at times, to be honest. You like like what we talked about a couple weeks ago, we like you don't like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like yourself because I know you don't like yourself because you got the same look in your eyes that I had. Yeah. That's all this. That's why we can see you. I have to cut that out because we try not to cuss. <laughs> hey. We went an hour. Ooh. The real us start floating back up. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Um, so this past Monday, uh well no, this past weekend was All Star Weekend. Hmm. 
in uh, Hot Lana, which when did anybody used to call it Hot Lana? That's what I want to know. Like, but that clearly must have been a thing at one point. But why Hot Lana is it as as if Atlanta is hotter than anywhere else in the South? Right. We all we all hot. I always used to wonder. I'm like, shit, y'all ain't experienced Mississippi heat. Or Florida heat, or even Alabama heat. Sometimes, like your family from the black belt. Why? I know <laughs> y'all have been through the heat. Who came up with hot Lana? Oh no. Anyway, uh, yeah, Man. it was just like we thought it was gonna be wild, if not wilder. Niggas was everywhere. Hoes was everywhere. These hoes. Uh, I gotta find a clip because I was I was weak. People were having like all kind of crazy stuff they're saying. I gotta find a sound for it because <laughs> I'm gonna add this out, and it's gonna be our official like coronavirus thing. Where is it? Somebody said. Niggas on Monday morning after coming back from Atlanta. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, I wonder how many people actually left with COVID. Why? We're almost there. I feel like every time we've been almost there, we've. That's exactly what happened in the holidays, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody traveled. Everybody's like, you know what? It's going to be my last holiday. Everybody traveled. And for some of us, it was. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so everybody went to NBA All-Star Weekend, which is outside of Essence Fest, the blackest weekend in America. So, Yeah. So, I saw some of the wildest stuff. People sleeping in cars. U-Hauls. U-Haul trucks. Mm. I ain't never been pressed enough to be like, you know what? I'm sleeping in this empty U-Haul. Yeah, like, let me rent let me rent a U-Haul van out with me and five of my friends. And let's just all sleep in here for the weekend. What? I didn't know black people got down like that. I'm going to be all the way honest. <laughs> I knew, I knew some white people that would do some stuff like that. But you know, I never thought the Negroes would get down like that. We know niggas like to wash. Exactly. So I'm just like, where did y'all wash your bodies at? Because this is this is not the kind of weekend that you can just get away with a whole bath. You got to shower, especially y'all y'all hopping out in club clothes. You in a sweaty packed club. And Fashion Nova, is, that's a lot of uh, man-made fibers. You got to wash that ass, sis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wash that ass. You got to wash it. Like, what? Wash. I just really want to know the logistics behind that whole group of friends in that U-Haul. And then, plus, you know some of these Negroes having sex. Oh, yeah. And then you mix that sex must with that. Mm-mm. You haul van must? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't want no parts in that. And then whatever cheap perfume or expensive <laughs> perfume. Because cheap and expensive perfume on stank is the exact same thing. Um, 
I wonder how old they were. They had to be young. That's some young stuff. That's some young. Like they had to be under twenty one. To me, young stuff is all right. Four or five of my homies, we're gonna sleep in the same hotel room. Yeah, it's two beds. We two just gonna it, pile in. Yeah, that that's young stuff. Not no U-Haul. Hell no. What? What? <laughs> and then apparently, so apparently, the girl who was who did the GoFundMe, or at least this is what I just learned watching uh, Kev on stage. Was one of the girls that was in the U-Haul, and apparently it was because of maybe some damages or something in the U-Haul yeah, or something. They did say something about that. That's why you don't. There's certain things you don't do to set yourself up. First of all, her story was was that she went to Atlanta from New York on four hundred dollars, expecting. That an unemployment check was going to clear while she was in Atlanta or before she was in Atlanta that never cleared. First of all, you don't go anywhere waiting for money to come. <laughs> right. If that's going to be money that, you know what I'm saying, is supposed to be for the weekend. That's some powerful niggardry, though. <laughs> Wait, going to Atlanta and waiting for an unemployment check on All-Star Weekend, that is a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> That's dangerous. I wouldn't leave Huntsville with less than three hundred dollars. If I'm going to like Birmingham, like right. say when we go to Birmingham, I'm gonna have some money just in case because mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. Like that's that's gross. But New York to Atlanta on four hundred dollars. First of all, you can't you can't get a Greyhound back home. You can't do nothing but eat off of that. Yeah. And maybe get into one club if you're lucky. I just... uh, It's it's just some young shit. That's all it is. Yeah, but I don't understand what all the things that can go wrong. I just don't understand the hype around All-Star Weekend anymore. The only time I would want to go is if I could actually go to the The contest. Like, the dunk contest or the game. Yeah. Because I remember when I was at Grambling, they had it in like Houston. So a lot of people went to All-Star break. And some people were able to get like some of the minor stuff, like the celebrity game or stuff like that. If mm-hmm. I could do something like that, yeah. But I'm not a club person either. So I don't want to go to the club and try to be one of the hundreds of Negroes in club clothes just so I could see the top of Future's hat. I'm not even going to say that I'm not a club person because I don't mind the club, but I'm definitely not excited about going to a packed club where there's going to be a line that I have to wait in. Especially in a, a Panasonic. Right. And and where, you know what I'm saying, it's like $500 or more for a table. And it's just like, nah. And use that old Cosby show clip. You haven't eaten yet. <laughs> that does not <laughs> excite me. Like going to a club and not having the option to sit down without having to pay somebody a stack. I'm all right. And plus, I'm like a, a foodie and beery. Yeah. 
Like, if I go to Atlanta, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna hit up some of these record Restaurant. stores. Yeah. These re- restaurants. I'm going, I've seen culture. That's what I, I like to experience. Straight up. I can listen to all these songs in my car at home. I'm going to experience some stuff that I can't experience. I just don't want to wait in the line to get into a club ever again in my life. Beyonce would have to be there. <laughs> and I don't think Beyonce would be there long enough for me to wait. Right. By the time I would get in, her and Hove are gone. Yeah. Uh, I have no desire to ever do that again. But see, everybody goes to All-Star Weekend, especially the women with uh, hopes and expectations that they'll there get chose. Or, yeah, they're going to get a baller. And it's just like a shot collar. 20-inch blades on the Impala. First of all, it's 500,000 other women out here thinking the same thing. And fine women. Right. Right. One thing I've learned as a heterosexual male, there is no shortage on fine women in the world. There are so many fine-ass women. (laughs) And I appreciate every single one of them. But if you go into Atlanta... Thinking you're going to be the one that's going to get this baller. I don't know if that's going to work out for you, sweetheart. Especially if you just doing some regular shit. Like, if you're not not one of these girls up here in the sections with the thousands of dollars of champagne and and liquor. and If you ain't got at least 10,000 followers. You ain't wearing (laughs) Gucci, Tom Ford, Louis, and all. Like, if you're not decked out. If you have not had sex with at least one rapper before you get there, you are not (laughs) going to be the one to get chose. Because that's what these Negroes like. I understand it. <laughs> Why don't y'all understand it? Also, let me get my misogynist back for a second. I I really do be thinking women can women be feel like they can get any nigga low key. Like a fine woman thinks she can get anybody. Why do you say that? <laughs> why did you why did you make that face? <laughs> no, I just I just wanna know. No, like cause you just like you just see the way that like women talk. He ain't gonna turn this down. He might. <laughs> no, I go into every shoot your shot endeavor knowing that I could be turned down. Some of these women they got that. They 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 really think ain't no nigga gonna turn this shit down. What happens if you have is is you have to have a childhood of uh not being cute <laughs> to keep your ass on the humble side. Like, I remember it was times like this. I didn't rhyme like this. <laughs> Precisely. Um, I feel like that's. I feel like that's most pretty women's life, though. Like some you of them have potentials. Yeah, like kind of regular. Also, because you know, men are perverts and other things. So, like certain things, you ain't looking at no cute face, or you ain't looking at. You ain't looking past glasses or stuff. Yeah. You looking at stupid things because you're a kid. That's why the older dudes be be preying on younger girls. The ones with potential. It's sick. It's really sick. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a the quote unquote ugly duckling thing is most actually fine women's story. 
A lot of people, if you peak too early, you ain't gonna. Yeah, these you are ain't facts. gonna make it. These are facts. You these ain't gonna facts. make it. Now, if you peak about high school, no, you can't peak in high school. You got to be ascending. You got to be a rising star. I agree. <laughs> you got to be like, yo, about three years, she gonna be the finest woman on earth. Yeah, high, <laughs> high school is too too soon to peak. I always say that I feel like I'm gonna be my finest at like thirty five. I feel like that's when I'm just really going to be like full-blown like woman. I know. <laughs> wow. Full-blown woman in her bag. You still got a baby face too, so. Yeah. It With, might Without makeup. Yeah. You you like a little kid without makeup. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is sad. Um. Have I peaked? I have physically peaked, yeah. I think I'm getting han- more handsome as a, like a man, but like I'm, I look back at some pictures, I'm like, man, I, I wasted my five years <laughs> having low confidence. <laughs> and if I wasn't such a weirdo, I could have been out here. But hey, you live and you learn. It's all about timing. I'm way more confident now, and I could probably pull more now. For sure. But... It is what it is. Yeah. I ain't trying to do some of the things, though. It ain't even just about, like, her. It's like, the things I'm attracted to now are completely different. Mm. I'm not attracted to some of the things. like Physically or otherwise? Physically or, like, just mentally. It's just some things that, that toxic stuff ain't cute to me no more. Yeah. That like oh, I don't like that. Yeah, like I don't get the excitement factor of all like physical pain, like emotional stress and pain. That's not attractive to me. I just feel like with that, after a certain point, it should definitely be like, all right, this is not cute. But people don't have. I think. I think that's honestly linked to emotional intelligence a little bit. Like people don't have any other way to feel fulfilled or I guess feel anything at all. So just that push and pull of toxicity. I don't know. Also physically, I'm not attracted. Like I always joke, I have a type, but I'm not like, that's not a physical, like that's not a body type or anything. I'm attracted to a wide range of just beautiful women, mm-hmm. and agree. it's not, and it's not just uh, quote unquote traditional beauty standards either. It's just I don't know. It's like I don't just I don't like just all girls with fat asses or like <laughs> stuff. It's or to the point where you'll pay attention to her ass more than you pay attention to her right. ass. Right. Like, like when I was younger, I just I used to look like just every woman's butt. <laughs> and I've not done that in years. Not patting myself on the back. It's just, yeah. My, it's just not the same. Like, some dudes still be doing it. Be like, they turn, breaking their neck. and like, man. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Please grow up. Right. It's, Please. They are out here, bro. You ain't got to. That's the other thing. You ain't got to be pressed to be around no gorgeous liquor woman. They are everywhere. Literally. Just act normal. 
They are just here. They're they're at the supermarket doing their shopping. They don't care about you. Let them be. <laughs> we in the regular spots where y'all be at. Right. Man, this is gonna be a weird episode. But hey, I like it. Um I don't think it's gonna be weird. It's a self reflection episode. Yeah. What other self reflection? What have your uh physical uh Attraction just change for sure. Um, <laughs> definitely not as attractive to white men anymore. That happened maybe two years ago. I was just like, eh, I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I see good looking white women, but I'm not excited by it. No, yeah, same, and it's like. I can appreciate it. And I'm like, that is a, she's a good looking woman. It's just, I just, I don't. Um, I don't really think they've changed like physically just outside of race. Honestly, like I'm not a, oh my God, he has to be tall. He has to be chiseled type of girl. Um, I have been I've always been attracted to good teeth but I feel like I pay attention to people's teeth a lot more <laughs> now because I'm just like now I understand everybody might not be able to go to a dentist but that's a health indicator though if you can't take care of your own teeth <laughs> that you've had since birth <laughs> all you gotta do is brush twice a day it ain't. It just ain't no reason that your teeth should be in bad shape color-wise after a certain point. Because, I mean, like, people ask me all the time, like, what do you do to get your teeth so white? Like, yeah, I whiten every now and then. But, like, most of the times it's just because I brush twice a day. Electric toothbrushes also are amazing. Those motherfuckers. That's Sonic. Elite. Never used one, but when my little electric toothbrush goes out, it'd be a sad day. I got to change the bristles on mine because when you got a brand new Sonic, your, t- your mouth be feeling so fresh. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, elite. Don't accidentally hit it on your gums, though. <laughs> Ooh, That's some pain. new pain. Especially early in the morning. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Nah. Um, I'm trying to think what physical. I'm. I really like eyes. I don't really like noses. Hmm. I'm, and I've that's somewhat changed. It used to be foreheads. I said I still like a big forehead. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a big, a nice eight head. Oh, I like that. Shit, that's my type. Nah, but I love eyes. I think I've always loved eyes. It's just. Oh no! It's not just one. It's not just the the Disney uh, princess bubble eyes. Mm-hmm. I honestly think everybody loves eyes. They just don't express it. But I feel like that's it's. I just wanted to think. Yeah, eyes, teeth, the way you dress. Yeah. I'm, I also I really love hair mm. Not even like Just long hair Like I just like Different texture Of women's hair 
You just like women is what it sound like. I do. I, I've come to just, in a non-creepy way, I just really just love women. And I really just, yeah, I just, I, I really just like black women. Mm, same. Same. I don't know when it was that I was very solidified and only dating black men from here on out, but I just really want that true black love experience. Like, I just feel like, I just want that moment where I can ride for my nigga no matter what and just always be able to empathize with whatever you know he's dealing with especially in this world because we know that race plays a part in a bunch of shit all the time yeah for a long time and for a longer time it shall continue to happen I don't know I just I just really want that connective moment of just blackness in a relationship. I want to be able to sit and listen to Stevie Wonder with our babies running around. Oh. <laughs> I got to stop being cheesy. Be- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. Um, I do not sexually desire white men. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry for anybody who thought they might have had a chance. I hate to break it to you like this, guys. The ship is sailed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't choose the thug life. It's, I don't know. I think part of that, like for me, part of it is unlearning anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. And learning to love all features of being black. It's just like, I like everything about black women. Yeah, even the things that get on my nerves, because <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> like when she, like when she be roasting me, that should be cute as fuck. Oh yeah, that's a love language. Like, uh. It's just crazy. Like I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just different. <laughs> Speaking of, what did you see about (laughs) Megan and Harry's interview with Oprah? I saw. I saw the the I guess the main clips of them talking about uh like that she was uh suicidal mm-hmm. and she had asked the institution for help and they didn't provide her with mental help. Uh I saw where one of the people in the family uh was wondering how dark their baby was gonna be. Yeah. The part where they were talking about how he wasn't going to have a title, and then Harry's children would have a title, mm-hmm. and they couldn't explain why. All of that, it's just what like I saw somebody mention this. They were like, I mean, for all the people that talk about like light skin privilege <laughs> and her being quote unquote white passing. Which, after watching that interview, I don't think she's white passing. I don't the either. more I look at her, 
I've always been able to tell that she was a mixed girl. Yeah. I don't just see her as like white or immediately say half white or put her whiteness in front of everything else. Not to point them out, but like I don't feel like with Rashida Jones, you can kind of be like, I don't know what race she is. Yeah. That's racially ambiguous with me. True. Somebody like Zendaya, when they were like, she's racially ambiguous, or Yara Shahidi, they were like, she's racially ambiguous. Like, no. I see Negro in there somewhere. It might be other stuff. Yara Shahidi. But racially ambiguous, she looked just like her mama. She does. If anything, you wouldn't know that she was Middle Eastern and black. Mm Mm-hmm. Might think that she's her one of her parents is half black or something, but you you see blackness there. I'm trying to think of somebody who's fully like racial, racially Le- ambiguous. Leona Lewis is racially ambiguous. Yeah, this is very true. Because isn't she mixed or does she have? I think she's just mixed. She's I think, half and half. I think her father was. African or Jamaican, and her mom was a white woman in England. Yeah, she's just straight up looks light skin black. Um, Kilani, who put out pictures, it looks amazing. She's been saying, or I've heard that her dad's black from for years. Yeah, I've never seen them though. Um, quick side note. Is Chloe Bailey ever going to take her foot off her neck? <laughs> I don't think so. Bro, every day. I feel like she just got them in the archives at this point, just ready to release. And I'm a fan of, take as many pictures while you look amazing. amazing. Yes. Like, documented for the grands. Oh, that's my shoe. <laughs> I was like, is that motherfucker snoring? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah but for all the people who just said that she was this white passing black woman and therefore this this and this and she wasn't going to experience racism uh, I mean England kind of got exposed for oh yeah and they are melting down yeah because everybody likes to thumb their nose in America and act like we the only ones that got racism. So what's going to happen with the queen now? That's it? We mean? Like, is she still going to be the queen? Oh, yeah. This woman survived World War II. You think racism in 2021 is going to mess her flow up? This what the British do. They do racism and act like it's oblivious. If anything, mm-hmm. it's just going to come back to bite Harry and Megan and their children. I can't believe they're in the States now. I know. Or that Tyler Perry yeah. <laughs> was paying for their security. It's like, damn, Tyler. My dear's witness protection. How much money do you have? He got protecting rolls money. Um, it's yeah. Also, I, I I do think it's funny that people of color around the world seem to have this connection to Princess Diana. Yeah, and they feel a need to protect 
hairy mm-hmm. because people have uh, established that he is the true heir to Diana. William is in the, uh, he's going to be king one day. Mm-hmm. Diana was never going to be queen. Even if she was married to Prince Charles. I need to go and watch more interviews with her. I saw a clip. She was with um, Diane Sawyer, I believe. I can't remember. She was a revolutionary. Well, not re- I was going to say revolutionary. She was trying to... Kind of. She was fighting the monarchy the same way that Harry and them are fighting it. Yeah. And they were talking bad about her the same way they talk about... Uh, Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. not from a racist standpoint, but from almost a classist standpoint, even though she was from money and aristocracy and from kings and queens also. They talked about her almost like she was. No, it's it's very much classist. But it's a weird kind of classism. That's the other thing about like royalty. That's a different level of aristocracy. That's That's not just... My daddy's rich. Mm-hmm. That's my great 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 great. I got long money, old money. Gonna be rich for the rest of my life, and then some type rich. The sun will never set on my empire. That is wild. That that's a different level. Yeah, and Americans have a hard time understanding that. Like. I can't believe everybody was as shocked as they were about like what was said. It's like, uh. you know what it is? It's um, we have a tendency to tie racism to America to, to ignorance or being uneducated. We don't ever think about the the full societal aspects of racism but do we though like we talk about it but we almost also are shocked when educated and learned people are racist i mean he's a doctor he's a lawyer he's going to the best schools and even though at every one of those places, racism is part of the hierarchy. Every one of those places. I was going to say, I feel like we've acknowledged America as... <laughs> we've acknowledged America as that, but because of the media and other things, they try to make it to where British is this multicultural society. Mm. Like, you see, you see black Brits. You see, uh, even though they have a different story... From us, a lot of people will make it seem like, yo, those things don't happen in England. Mm -hmm. And yes, those things happen in England because those things happen on Earth. Especially, like, I mean, England got have like a Hall of Fame of racism. (laughs) Like, they they got banners in every arena. They've been taking over everywhere and have suppressed and they are the colonizers of colonizers. Boom, that's it. They are LeBron. I was gonna say they colonists. started the shit, but yeah, that's it. So like the idea that imperialism and colonization wouldn't t- go hand in hand with racism is is a detachment, but people don't see the forest for the trees at times. Mm-hmm. So like 
anybody that pays attention is like, of course, the royal family is probably going to be very racist considering there's never been any person of color there. Like, they did this thing a couple years ago where they ran, like, Princess Diana's DNA through one of her cousins or something, and they found out that she was the descendant of a Indian woman. What? So like what once, kind of Indian? Or do you remember? Of, uh, like, India, India. Like Native, oh. Because, you know, India was once under British control. Like Middle East, India. Yeah, Brit- India was under British control for hundreds of years. So one of her ancestors had taken a wife, and that blood flows through Harry and William. So once Harry, I mean, once William becomes king, he'll be the first king of English of Indian descent. Even though it's a little spot, that's as close to colored as will ever take that crown. It's a very little spot, but but that shows how whitewashed and that's crazy that's crazy not crazy as in I can't believe it but just when you think about it it is crazy though cause you don't you don't like it's hard to really see the force yeah people go out of their way to make sure that black people can't ever succeed or come up and it's just like man y'all be working double time yeah, trying to keep us down. Think about it like this: all these kings and queens are related to each other. They're distant cousins, and they've been married off. That's why they have tons of different genetic variations, phenotypes. No, like the same phenotypes. Like they, they family trees be growing in a straight line. <laughs> they ain't no branches. They got one set of grandparents. No, just <laughs> like uh, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are distant relatives. Mm. I don't even think that distant. It's all this intermarriage. So you out here marrying cousins, but your grandson bring home a half black woman and all hell breaks. All hell. You sleeping with your cousin. <laughs> For 60, 70 years, yeah. he meet a nice mixed woman and he can't carry on <laughs> the family name. He is going to be the son of a king one day. Man, imagine what happens when that happens. Imagine how we react. Imagine how the world reacts. Yeah. Also, I mean, most people have always felt like Prince Charles would never be king. <laughs> like that Queen Elizabeth to outlive him. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, her mama was old too. Yeah, have you watched The Crown? No. If you watch The Crown, all this makes sense. Well, I need to like The Crown. I like, need to actually watch the interview too. So, yeah, I. So I can tie them together. Also, I'm just wondering who's going to play them on the crown because this past season is when they introduced Princess Diana, and that that poor woman was going through it. And like they showed, like the early, the first seasons of the Crown, 
They show Princess, I mean, uh, Queen Elizabeth when she was a princess and before she took the throne and all the stuff she had to go through. You're like, man, this is wild. Was it like a hazing almost? Not really. Like, it's weird because she was never supposed to be queen. Um, They talk about this in, in the, what's his name? Is it based on? Yeah. Okay. It's like the true story of. Like, okay. So I was trying to figure out if that's what it was or if it was just some. The first season take talks about how Queen Elizabeth's uncle was originally king. He fell in love with somebody who was divorced and he abdicated the throne. Mm. Like, uh, I don't know if you ever seen Have you seen the King's Speech? Mm-mm. That movie is about Queen Elizabeth's dad. And how he has to become king, and he had a stammer mm-hmm. or a stutter, and so he had to learn how to be king because he was never supposed to be king. So that's kind of like how where the crown picks up, and then it just shows when her dad dies and she has to become queen, and all of that, and then about Prince Philip not wanting to be second to a woman. And all this other stuff. It's really good. That happened in... Uh... I don't even know. Speaking of royalty. So you saw Coming to America too. I did. Alright, full disclosure... I officially wasn't supposed to watch that movie because I was supposed to watch it with somebody else. Oh. But I watched it like three times. <laughs> uh, and she ain't going to listen to this probably. And if so, I'm just going to tell the truth. Yeah, I watched <laughs> Uh Also in full disclosure, the original Coming to America is probably my favorite movie ever. It's definitely the movie I've seen the most. But how did you feel about it? the sequel? Um, I felt like it was good honestly I felt like it matched the same level of just like whimsical quirkiness cheesiness like I feel like a lot of people were jumping the gun on just wanting to shit on it and be like oh you know it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was so cheesy and it was this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, did y'all forget exactly how the first one was, though? Like, I'm going to be honest. I kind of did because I've seen it so much that I, I'm not, it's not a detachment to it. So I'm like, this is the greatest. I've made the argument, I think, on here that Coming to America is the greatest black comedy ever. Mm but yeah no i thought it was i thought it was just fine with what, where it was and it got terrible scores on rotten tomatoes and um what's the other one that'd be rating by stars the main one oh i know exactly what you're rotten tomatoes and um imdb do they do ratings they do ratings but it's another one too 
I um I've just seen coming to America so many times that it's just tied in my head. So I don't even think about some of the cheesiness of it. Like it's almost like a I don't know, like it's a black fairy tale like movie. Yeah, it's basically the other side of the Cinderella story. Yeah, and it's just mixed in with a whole bunch of random ghettoness, right? And random blackness and R and B and whatever else is black. But I think because we've been watching it for thirty years, we have an attachment to it to where we can't see it from. It's thirty years. It's just. I know it came out the year we were born. Mind blowing! Yeah, I saw that. I was like, nineteen eighty eight. I could have sworn it like was the mid nineties or late nineties. It just got played on TV that much. It was eighty eight. That's crazy. It's on TV all the time. Yeah. So we all have this attachment to it. The other weird thing is, a lot of black people have an attachment to that movie, and we think of it as Eddie Murphy's best movie. Mm. But a lot of white people feel like Beverly Hills Cop or Trayton Places. Is the better? I don't know if I've seen Trading Places. It's the one with him and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. That's a class. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Is it? Yeah. Um. Oh, and coming to America. This is a little Easter egg. Uh, what's the white dude's name from uh, SNL that played? He's married to Scarlett Johansson. He was in the movie, though, as the boss of that dude Akeem's son was trying to work for. Mr. Duke. Okay, yeah. That's a tie to trading places. Mm. Like, his uncle and grandfather that he looked at, they're from trading places and coming to America. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming to America when he gives money to those homeless people. That's from Trading Places. Got you. Because they were all directed by the same guy. John Landis. <laughs> Get my nerd back. <laughs> yeah, because I know none of this. And John Landis also directed Thriller. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. And he did the black and white video. Legend. I'm but. Bro, I'm I don't know. It's just kicking in. I am literally crashing. Um I thought the movie started out kind of slow. I like the ending of it. It picks up in the midway. But yeah, I think people take stuff too serious. Yeah. It's almost like when we talked about uh Tyler Perry and I was like, we will never be equal <laughs> until we have black mediocrity. We can't have only just black excellence. Mm. But coming to coming to America too is funny. I was giggling the whole time. It's just people take this stuff too serious. I thought it was night like the way they added in, you know what I'm saying, the music and that's one of my favorite Prince songs too. The one that uh, they that him and Tiana sing, mm-hmm. "Get Off." I love this song. Like, as soon as they start, I was like, "Oh shit." I just liked, I don't know, I, I liked it all. Tiana looked good as hell. Um, all of the women in that movie looked amazing. Yeah, all of the women looked Even good. Leslie Jones looked yeah. really, really good. I agree. 
Um, we, we aren't used to seeing her be that feminine, though. Yeah, they softened her. And she was one of the funniest parts in the movie. <laughs> like, where she was like, just go take your bath, son. It was like, I know they about to recreate this <laughs> from uh, coming to America. And that nigga got up. I was like, they wildin'. Of course. Um, it was fun seeing all the old characters come back, too. I agree, man. Vanessa Bell Calloway still looks good, even though, you know, they try to make her look raggedy. I know. Like, you you can't make her look bad. You can't. Because in Shameless, they tried to, they sort of kind of tried to, that's fine. Yeah. She going to be fine to the day she die. Yeah. Um, Sherry Headley is still gorgeous. Oh, yeah, for sure. She looks the same to me. Yeah. Um. The one that played their oldest daughter was gorgeous. What was her name? I just saw her in a video. Kiki Lane. Yeah, she was very pretty. I want to say the light-skinned one was his daughter. Yeah, it is. The middle one. I kept looking at her. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, that's uh, Nikki and Eddie's baby. Yeah, I was like, that's Nikki Murphy's daughter. Um, Um, I just thought thought it was good. Like, I liked... Obviously, the the new twist on it, the modern twist, like them going to to uh, where did they go? Was it New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, them going to New York, and I like the. Uh, I don't usually like the dude that plays his son and stuff, but mm-hmm. I liked him in this. Mm-hmm. What, and is, what else is he in? He's in. A, he was. In, I know he was in. Uh, What's that movie? The weird movie with uh, Homeboy, Lakeith. What movie was he in with Lakeith? The one about Sorry to Bother You. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was one. That was a wild one. Um, Basement and some other stuff. I usually. Uh, it's hit or miss with me. I feel like he's doing too much of a wannabe Eddie Murphy sometimes. Mm. I actually think Jermaine Fowler was in, uh, what's his name too? Yeah, he was in uh, Black Messiah. He was the dude, remember, towards the end that got in town. And he was the first dude that was killed in Fred Hampton's. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, what else was he in? He used to be on Guy Code all the time. That's when I first found out about him. Because I used to love Guy Code. Sorry to bother you is what we were talking about. Yeah. But anyway, um, (laughs) he was funny. His love interest in that was gorgeous also. The girl he married in it. Oh, his hairdresser. Yeah. If I was like, was it not Tiana? But yeah, he ended up developing a thing for his groomer. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody was uh, beauty, beautiful in it. Yeah, Eddie, y'all didn't have nothing to be mad about with this film, honestly. Y'all just wanted to be mad. I have never been so excited also in a movie for when they were bringing Randy Watson at the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, he's about to be here. Like, he was a real person. Yeah. Or Arsenio as the pastor Man. is so 
hilarious. What is it called when actors play multiple roles in one film? I'm not sure. Is there a name for it? It's got to be. That is talent. That's the other thing about this that I feel like people missed. They didn't appreciate. And Eddie Murphy talked about this, about the first one. They don't appreciate that they're playing multiple characters in this movie. And you're just thinking of it as, oh, this is another character. Mm. But the idea that Arsenio played like four people in this movie and then Eddie played like four or five people in this movie. It takes so much work. Yeah, and they're funny in all of the characters. Yeah, they and they know how to play very specific roles with these characters. That pastor... RC <laughs> like that is everybody's crackhead pastor. Yes. <laughs> like old perverted pastor. Yeah. And then uh Randy Watson is the greatest character of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I got sexual chocolate with me. <laughs> I called my mom yesterday and my dad was watching it and he just kept walking around saying sexual chocolate. I was like, man, I'm my daddy. This is definitely a uh, it's a dad movie. Big dad energy. My dad loved Eddie Murphy movies so much so that we couldn't watch nothing else with cursing and stuff. But we could watch Eddie you Murphy. Watch Eddie Murphy. Eddie, like I'll never forget my great grandma. They bought her uh, the Nutty Professor on VHS, and she used to watch that all the time and die laughing. Now that is a good one. That is a classic. I do like the Nutty Professor. That's like that. That and Doctor Doolittle are like the last good Eddie Murphy movies outside of Life. Life, Life is still perfect. Ooh, now these are facts. Everybody in Life is funny. Bernie Mac, Martin, Anthony Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Guy Tory, uh, even Miguel Nunez, which was always hit or miss with me. Classics, black classics. Man, we need some more black classics. <laughs> like we need more original black movies. I agree. And I do want to see more ensemble cast of like I want to see different I want to see multiple people in Kevin Hart movies. Mm. I want to see like Kevin Hart playing like not having to be the lead, but like everybody on screen is just a legend. We need stuff like that. Tyler Perry is capable of putting that together. I do not want to give him that but, negative responsibility. Right. <laughs> His storylines be... Like, all right, we're going to build the dream cast of, like, a black... Like, when we watch uh, Uptown Saturday Night, we're going to build, like, the cast. All right. We need Tyler Perry to finance it. He got the money. He got the lot. Facts. Who we gonna get to direct? Oh, Issa. I would trust Issa. If you were about to say, uh, what's her name? I was gonna leave. Ava DuVernay? No, ooh, Ava. I trust Ava too. Uh, Lena Way? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm never gonna say Lena Way. Did you see that show that she's coming out with? No. Oh, God. Mm-mm. It's just. Uh, <sighs> I would trust Issa, but I think we got to have somebody else to write to. We can't have... Some people were... Matthew Cherry? I like it. I respect it. See, I... I, Okay. (laughs) Get in your bag. Uh, um, 
Cass. We're going to get Eddie. We're going to go for heavy hitters. We're going to get Eddie. We're going to get Chris Rock. We're going to get... Uh, we're going to get Kevin. We're going to get Dave Chappelle. We're going to get... Uh, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. We got to get someone. Tracy Morgan is in there. <laughs> Tracy plays everybody's uh, great... Old, uh, Tracy was in there. So was Lunell. She's so funny to me. <laughs> Like yeah, we need just a movie like Leslie Jones because I, I I always think she's funny. She is. I wish that they would have more like have her more and stuff than they have like Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I agree. I I want to see Leslie Jones though in a completely different role though. Like I feel like because she's a tall woman and she's dark skinned she has to be aggressive all the time. Right. I want to see her being. Not even necessarily softer, but just more fully realized normal. as a character. Yeah, not always just like the big beastly woman. Right. It was so funny the way they used it in Coming to America. Though. Yeah, it was it's hilarious. Like, I, I, I partake to her sacred herb, <laughs> and then <laughs> a warthog came. <laughs> I did see some people. Like uh, my Twitter boo Uchechi talked about how she hated coming to America because of the uh, the acts, the fake accents, and the stereotypes. Mm. And I was thinking, I never thought about that because, like, to us, depending on how you were raised, you were kind of conditioned to think of Africa as this almost like Wakanda. Yeah. It's away from America. It's where we're really from. Mm-hmm. We don't know where we're from, so we're just going to say the whole continent. Mm-hmm. And we're from kings and queens and <laughs> all this other stuff. And any little thing that reminds us of what we think is Africa, we're like, yo, I love this. Never thought about how it would feel to actually, like, your parents were born in Lagos. And you got here and people were talking about coming to America. Yeah. I never thought about how that would feel. Even though my nephews are the grandchildren of immigrants also. I mean, you have to be... That's that's what comes with um, doing films like this. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> want to say like parody. They don't take themselves too seriously in this movie. Right. And I think that's what people mistook as... Not being good. Mm-hmm. When you watch Coming to America with 2021 eyes, without thinking about it, I've seen this movie a million times, you can kind of see like why people act like they take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And it would come off as offensive. This movie doesn't do that. Everybody's in for the joke. Wesley Snipes stole every scene he was in. Yeah, he did. He he did good with, with what he... I want to see him in more comedies because even in Dolomite, he was hilarious in Dolomite. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would like to see a lot more of these actors give us a little bit more variety. Especially because now that Wesley's older, he's not the the action sex symbol Mm -hmm. that he was like in the 90s. I want to see him embrace like all the other elements of him. They also were talking about how the original Black Panther was supposed to be Wesley Snipes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. In the 90s. But they couldn't come up with the financing for it. 
So that's why he ended up making Blade. Mm. Which still holds up as a good superhero movie. I agree. It's hard to look back and be like, it's hard to really explain to people how big Wesley Snipes was. Wesley Snipes was literally in everything. Yeah. He was in um, fucking White Man Can't Jump. He was in... uh, Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever. He was in Blade. He was in... um, Mo Jack City, yeah, Mo Better Blues. He was in everything. If you when you go back and watch Mo Better Blues, and you realize that it's just that's Denzel peak and Wesley peak in the same movie. That's very true. That is wild. That's very true. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna add Denzel to our fake movie because <laughs> I w- I've always wanted to see Denzel do comedy. Now, you know how I feel about Denzel. He can't do no wrong in my book. And if you could do drama and everything else, he has elements of comedy and all this stuff, too. I, I feel like he could do comedy. That would be amazing. It's Denzel. He's the goat. It's like, what? Man. He can't fuck it up. So, guys, I, I need everybody to get money together. We're going to make this movie. <laughs> we got to have Will Smith in there, too. You can't have all oh, the goats. Yes, yeah, you gotta have Jamie. Like, this budget's gonna be $8 Outrageous. billion. <laughs> Everybody gonna be demanding to be paid fucking a million dollars an hour. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher subscribe episodes come out every friday bam bam bam